Sponsored by Rabbi Shlemi and Mirla Greenwald. This is a sicha from Lakuta Sichas, Chedek Yedalid, Parshas Tova, Sicha Aleph. And the topic of the sicha is that in this week's parsha we learn about what the person who brings Bikurim says as part of the Mikra Bikurim, which is what he says upon bringing the Bikurim. And there are five parts in the sicha. The rebel number one asks why in Pshutishal Mikra does Mikra Bikurim only mention two miracles? It only mentions the miracle of Yaakov being saved from Lavan and the miracle of Yitzhiya Mitzrayim. Number two, present and reject one answer. Number three, present a detail about Mitzvah Bikurim. That's the key to answering the question. Number four, answer the question. And number five, present the Pnimis Yanim, the Yenishal Torah in Rashi, and the Hira in Avedas Adam from what we learn about Mikra Bikurim. In the beginning of our Parsha, in Parsha's Savai, so in the Parsha over there of Mikra Bikurim, where it details the mitzvah of Bikurim and what a person says upon bringing Bikurim, so it says in the Pasuk, a person should respond and say, Arami Avi, how Lovin wanted to destroy my father Yaakov Avinu, and then Vayered Mitzrayma, Yaakov went down to Mitzrayim, Vayagor Shom Ma'at, he lived over there in a very small number, Vayisham, and then it con- continues in details how he grew and became numerous, and then afterwards how there was the whole Golos of Mitzrayim with the Vayoreyu Eisano Amitzrim, and Vayanunu, Vayitnu Oleinu Vaydakasha. And then it concludes, Hashem Hashem took us out of Mitzrayim with a strong hand, and he brought us to this place, to Eretz Yisrael. Now, simply, the reason why when bringing Bikurim, the person mentions these two instances where our forefathers were saved by Arami Eved Avi and Vayered Mitzrayma is because it's an expression of thanks and praise to Hashem for these kindnesses of rescuing our forefathers, Yaakov by Lavan and the Yidin Mitzrayim from being destroyed. And Hashem saved them all the way to bringing them to a Eretz Zavas Chalavadvash. So that's how we understand it very simply. It's a form of an expression of thanks and praise to Hashem for these two great miracles of saving them from being destroyed, all the way to bringing the Yidin to an Eretz Zavas Chalavad Vash. And this saying of thanks is not just done bedibber with speech, but it's rather also expressed in action by the bringing of Bikurim. So that's the simple way we understand this parsha of Mikra Bikurim and what a person is saying over here. However, we have to understand, if the reason of mentioning these kindnesses is in order to mention what Rashi calls the Chazdei Amokim that Hashem did for our forefathers, starting from Arami Avi until their arrival in Eretz Yisrael, so then why does the person bringing Bikurim only mention these two kindnesses and not the other miracles and kindnesses that Hashem did for the Yidin before arriving in Eretz Yisrael? For example, we have Kriyas Yamsuf and Milchemes Amalek. And so too the kindnesses in the Midbar, like the Mon and the water that didn't got from the Be'er, etc. That these miracles and kindnesses allowed our forefathers to survive and live the 40 years, during the 40 years that they were in the Midbar, and to arrive in Eretz Yisrael and bring Bikurim. And there were other kindnesses as well, like Eshed Hanachalim, where the Amirim wanted to attack and kill the Yidin, and Hashem saved them, and the Melchem Sichin, the battle against Sichin. So why are only these two things mentioned, the Varami Oved Avi and Vayered Mitzrayma, and not any of these other 
miracles and kindnesses that Hashem did for the Yidin. Before completing the question and moving on to the answer, the Rebbe supports the question by negating a possible answer. And the Rebbe says, and even if you say that the rescuing of Yaakov from Lovin and the rescuing of the Yidin from Gauls and Tzrayim, they are different than the other miracles because these two miracles are fundamental and general kindnesses. And they're fundamental in general in that through them Hashem rescued our forefathers from being completely destroyed and wiped out. Whereas all the other miracles like Kriyas Yamsuf and Nochem Samalik, those other kindnesses and miracles are like a continuation of details and an extension of the general kindness of the miracle of Yisrael Mitzrayim, which was in order to bring them to Eretz Yisrael. The whole purpose of Yisrael Mitzrayim was to take the Yid and Adam Mitzrayim and to bring them to Eretz Yisrael. And that miracle and that kindness of Yitzhak Mitzrayim isn't complete without the miracles that came afterwards. If the Yidim wouldn't be saved by the Yamsuf, and if the Yidim weren't saved by Melchemes and Malik, and if the Yidim weren't provided with what they needed in the Midbar, then the miracle and kindness of Yitzhak Mitzrayim wouldn't be complete. And so all those other miracles and kindnesses are looked at as a continuation of details and as an extension of Yitzhak Mitzrayim. So even if you're going to answer that regarding all the miracles that we mentioned, but it's still difficult. The difficulty is, why doesn't the person bringing Bikurim thank Hashem for the miracle of Hashem saving Yaakov from Esav, which wasn't an extension of the other miracles. It's also a general and fundamental kindness that Hashem, Hashem saved Yaakov from being destroyed by Esav. Coming back to the question, so since this question is in Pshutish Mikra, so why doesn't Rashi whose his job description is to explain and answer every difficult matter and to address every matter that needs to be explained in Shodesh Mikra, why doesn't Rashi address the question? And so this proves the fact that he doesn't address it, that this matter is understood so simply that Rashi doesn't have to explain it even to a Ben Chamesh Lemikra. Or we can say that it's understood based on a previous teaching of Rashi's. That's the rule. If Rashi doesn't answer something that needs to be addressed and explained, either it means that the answer is so clear and simple that there's no need for Rashi to answer it, or it means that there's a previous teaching of Rashi where he taught us something that will answer the question over here as well. Now, L'chaira, it would seem that in order to answer this question, we can say that the reason why the person bringing Bukurim doesn't mention the miracle of Hashem saving Yaakov from Esav is because Yaakov wasn't rescued from something that was actually done by Esav. It was only something that Esav wanted to do, but nothing actually happened. Unlike, for example, being in Mitzrayim, which itself was an actual trouble that the Eden were in. It's not something which potentially could have happened that the Mitzrayim wanted to do. It was something the Mitzrayim already began doing. Whereas by the story of Esav, it was just what Esav wanted to do, but nothing ended up actually happening. And even though also Lovin didn't actually do anything to Yaakov when he chased after him, nevertheless, it's as if he did something. Because like Rashi actually says over here, where it says, Arami Oyved Avi, not that he wanted to destroy my father, but Oyved, he did it. Rashi says that since Lovin thought and intended to harm Yaakov, therefore Hashem considers it as if he did since Hashem considers the thoughts of Goyim when it's to do something bad as if it's an action. Whereas Esav, who was a Yisrael Mumar, he had the status of a Yisrael Mumar, not the status of that of a Goy. So his bad thoughts aren't considered like an action. So that's the difference between why the story of Lovin is mentioned and not the story of Esav.
by Lovin is considered an actual bad thing. And like we said, it was a general one. He wanted to destroy and kill Yaakov, and also Gauls and Mitzrayim. And regarding the question about the story of Esau, why that's not mentioned, that kindness and that miracle, so that's because nothing was actually done. There was no actual tzara. And like we explained, even though by love and nothing either actually happened, but since love and was considered a guy, and Hashem considers the thoughts and intentions of a guy as if he actually did it. So that's why that one's mentioned and not that of Esau. However, we can see this answer, because in addition to the fact that we don't find in Pshut Mikra, and like we said, this question has to be answered also in Pshut Mikra, and we don't find in Pshut Mikra that Esau had the status of Yisrael Mumar, and even more, regarding the Ovis, we don't find that they even had the status of a Yid of a Yisrael, the way it was after Matan Taira. But we can't say this because no matter how you look at it, we're going to have a difficulty. Because if we say that we should only mention the kindnesses of being saved from an actual danger that came into being, like what happened in Mitzrayim, if that's the case, then we shouldn't mention Arami Eved Avi, the story of Lovin, since ultimately no danger came into being to Avi, to Yaakov Avinu. Because this whole idea that we said, that a thought of a guy is considered an action, that's only relevant to the severity of the sin and the punishment of Lovin. That's only for the person that's involved. The Gavra, that regarding what this person had in mind, it's so severe that it's as if it happened. But it has no relevance to Yaakov. As far as Yaakov is concerned, nothing actually came into being. And on the other hand, if we say that even though the danger of being destroyed by Lovin was only in potential and in his thoughts, but nevertheless, it's still considered Rami Evidavi, because his thoughts were, and the potential was, Tarachman do something terrible to Yaakov Avinu. And Hashem saved Yaakov from this terrible thing. And so it's included in the Chazdei Amakim. If so, we should also thank Hashem. The person that's bringing the Bikurim should also thank Hashem for the kindnesses that he did for Yaakov when he was saved from, from Esau. So Mamanovshach, no matter how you look at it, we either have to mention both of them, because even though it's only a thought and an intention, it's still considered something terrible and something that Hashem saved Yaakov from, or if we say nothing actually happened and therefore it's not mentioned, then that should also apply to the story of Lavan. And so therefore we can't answer the question the way we just did by explaining the difference between Lavan and Esau. Now we're going to move on to a lead-up into the answer. And this lead-up into the answer has two parts. First of all, what comes out of all of this is that we must say that these two kindnesses, where Hashem saved Yaakov from Lovin, and where Hashem took the Yudin out of Mitzrayim, we have to say that these two kindnesses have a special connection to the mitzvah of Bikurim, which the kindness of Hashem saving Yaakov from Esav, as well as the other miracles and kindnesses of Kriyas Yamsov and Melchem Samolik and the Mon and the Be'er, all of those things, they don't have a special connection to the mitzvah of Bikurim. And in order to understand this, we're going to present the key to the sicha, which is understanding the mitzvah of Bikurim. And once we understand a certain detail of the mitzvah of Bikurim, we'll see how these two kindnesses are connected to the mitzvah of Bikurim. So the explanation is, the Yidden didn't become obligated in the mitzvah of Bikurim until three things. Number one, they arrived in Eretz Yisrael. Number two, they conquered the land. And number three, they settled in it, which means they divided the land and they settled in it. And like Rashi teaches right at the beginning of our parsha, he says, Magid, it teaches us, that they did not become obligated in the Bikurim, until they conquered the land and divided it. And then each person settled in their, in their land. So from this it's understood that the mitzvah of Bikurim isn't just about thanking Hashem for the giving of Eretz Yisrael to the Yidin in general, that the Yidin are now thanking Hashem for getting Eretz Yisrael, but rather also and primarily the mitzvah of Bikurim is about thanking Hashem 
that the Yidin received the land in a way that they settled in it in a permanent way. And why is that what the Yidin are thanking Hashem for? Because only then, when the Yidin received the land and settled in it in a permanent way, does it bring the good, does the land bring the good that the person is rejoicing about? What is the person rejoicing here with? That they have the land, they settled in it, they have their place, they're permanently there, and they planted, and now they're bringing, and they, they're, 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 the trees produced fruit, and now they're bringing those fruit to the base of Mikdash. And then one brings the Bikurim of the fruits. So that's what the mitzvah of Bikurim is about. It's about thanking Hashem, not just for getting the land in general, but getting the land in such a way that the Eden are in it in a settled and permanent way. According to this, we can answer our question. Because the purpose of Bikurim is to thank Hashem for His kindness and goodness, that He gave us to settle in it permanently and to eat from its fruits and from all its goodness, that's the purpose of Mitzvah's Bikurim. Not just that the Yid is eating the fruits of the land, but that he's eating the fruits of the land that he's settled in fully and in a way of permanence. So because that's the whole purpose of the mitzvah of Bikurim. So therefore, in order to emphasize the greatness of this kindness, of being in the land of Israel in a permanent way, and benefiting, and getting from the goodness of the land, so therefore the person bringing Bikurim only mentions the chaz de amakim that are similar to this one, which were instances where our forefathers were in a permanent place, and in that place, where they were there in a permanent way, they didn't have anything good. But to the contrary, in that very place, others tried to destroy them and wipe them out, which is the ultimate bad thing that can occur. And Hashem, and this is what the person's thanking Hashem, he's thanking Hashem for that Hashem performed the kindness for them, and He rescued them from that place, where they were there in a permanent way, and they didn't not only have good, but they had bad, and the ultimate bad, Hashem rescued them from there, and He brought the Yidin here, and they were given the goodness that came from the place itself. That's why those things are mentioned. And that's why the person bringing Bikurim specifically mentions the Chaz Amakim that were performed for our forefathers in Aram and Mitzrayim, because our forefathers settled in those places in a permanent way. Yaakov was in Aram for 20 years, and the Yidin were in Mitzrayim for 210 years. And because of the difference in time that the Eden were Mitzrayim for so much longer, so the Rebbe explains in the Ara, that's why the person bringing Bukurim talks at much greater length about being in Mitzrayim than about the Yaakov being in Aram. By Aram, there's just three words, Arami, Eved, Avi, and about Mitzrayim, there's a number of Pesukim. And the reason is because that brings out the thanks even more. That they were there for such a long time, the permanence was that much greater, and not only didn't they have good, they had the ultimate bad, and they're thanking Hashem for taking them out of there and bringing them to Eretz where they have permanence and they have it with the good that comes in the place. According to this, it fits that the person bringing Bikurim starts thanking Hashem with the words Arami Eved Avi and Vayed Mitzrayma. It doesn't start with some thanking and then mentioning Arami Eved Avi and Vayed Mitzrayma, but rather right away the person begins Arami Eved Avi and then Vayed Mitzrayma. It's in order to emphasize that because of those places themselves, there was an expectation of the danger of being destroyed and wiped out. And it was the kindness of Hashem that rescued them from there all the way to bring them to a place that itself is full of brachas. It's to emphasize this point. It's to emphasize what's the whole point over here of, of the Bikurim. It's to thank Hashem for the permanence. So he's contrasting the places. It's all about the places. There was a place of permanence where it was terrible for the Yidin. And there was an expectation of the ultimate bad thing happening. And Hashem took them out of there and he brought them to a new place of permanence where the, the Yidin are getting the goodness of the place. In Pnimis and Yonim, it's explained in our Torah regarding the mitzvah of Bikurim 
The fruits of the tree represents the level of the neshama that's in the body. And the mitzvah of Bikurim is to connect and attach the level of the neshama that's down here in the body to its source, which is called Bikurim of above. Like it says, Ki that the neshama, the way it's above, is called Bikurim. And explains in Eretera that there are two aspects in this. There's the bringing Bikurim. Bringing Bikurim is Allah from below to above. That's bringing up the neshama that's in the guf, that's in the body, to its source above. And there's the reading of Parshas Bikurim, which is the Hamshachas alakus from above to below, to bring the neshama from above to the neshama that's down here in the body, which means to draw down the level of Bikurim of the neshama, and that it should shine in the level of the neshama that's in the body. So we have the Havaz Bikurim, which is lifting up and raising the neshama, the Hala of the neshama down here, the way it's in the body, to the source. And then there's what we're talking about here in the Sikha, the Mikra Bikurim, the reading of Parshas Bikurim, which is the idea of bringing down the source of the neshama above, Hamshacha of the neshama, the way it's above, to the connected and attached to the neshama, the way it's in the body. And according to this, we can explain the reason why in the reading of Parshas Bikurim, which is the idea of Hamshachas Elikos, drawing down the Elikos, we mention Lavan and Mitzrayim. Both Lavan and Mitzrayim were a chesed and Hamshacha from above to below. By going to Lavan, we're going to see how it's both by going to Lavan and leaving Lavan, and also by going to Mitzrayim and leaving Mitzrayim. By going to Lavan, it says, And it says, Be'er represents a very, very high level. And Charon represents a very, very low level. So we see the idea of bringing down a Lukus, taking from the level of Be'er and bringing it to Charon. And by leaving Lavan, it says, And it's explained in Torah that represents a very high level of Elokos being brought down to Yaakov and then Yaakov means he brings it into his daily life, into the world so both by going to Lovin and by leaving Lovin we see this idea of to draw down from above to below which fits with the whole mitzvah of Bikurim so that's why in Pnei Nanim we mention it it's, it's said by the Mikra Bikurim because it's connected to the idea of Mikra Bikurim, which is Amshacha. And similarly, by going down to Mitzrayim, and even beforehand, it's, it was a situation of as Yehuda Shalach Lufanov, Loheris Lufanov, that he sent Yehuda in front of him, Loheris Lufanov, and Rashi says, Lusakan base Talmud, to set up a base Talmud. So that's the idea of Amshacha Melmail Mata, to bring into the place of Mitzrayim a place of learning Torah, and by leaving Mitzrayim, we know that it came from the Chesed of Hashem, that Nigla Aleim, Melech Malchi Amlochim, Ugo Alam. So also by Mitzrayim, the going to Mitzrayim had this aspect of Hamshachas Elokos, and also leaving Mitzrayim came from Hamshachas Elokos. And that's why, by the reading of Parshas Bikurim, which is the idea of Hamshachas Elokos, we mention also Mitzrayim. According to this, we have the Yenishal Torah in what Rashi says that the person bringing the Bikurim is Maskir Chazdei Hamakim. He mentions the Chasadim of Hashem. And the questions are, number one, we're discussing the rescue of Yaakov from Lavan and Yitzhiyas Mitzrayim, which are great miracles and not just Chasadim. These are Nisim, not just Chasadim. So why does Rashi say Maskir Chazdei Hamakim and not Nisei Hamakim? And number two, why does Rashi say Chazdei Hamakim and not Chazdei Hashem? But according to the above, we can understand it. We can say that this is a hint to the reason why we mention these two things in Parshas Bikurim. Why are these two things said in the Mikri Bikurim? Because the reading of Parshas Bikurim is the idea we said in Primis Yonim, and this is the Yenishal Torah of Rashi, the Primis Yonim in Rashi. So the reading of Parshas Bikurim is the idea of Chesed. 
Chesed is Hamshachas Alakus. Chesed means to draw down from above to below. And that's what Mikra Bikurim is all about. It's about being Mamshach, the Sherish and Neshama, to the Neshama, the way it's in the Guf. And it's specifically to bring it down here in Mokim. Sarashi so is hinting to this in Yenishul Torah by saying Chazdei Mokim that the whole idea of Mikra Bikurim is about Chazdei Mokim. It's about being Mamshach Alakus down here in Lamata. And the Eroh from this and Avodah Sa'adam is a person shouldn't be satisfied with their Avodah and Aliyah in Torah and Tefillah. That through them one rises up and connects to Hashem. There you have the Aliyah. A person shouldn't be satisfied just with the Aliyah. But rather one has to also be Mamshech Alakus down here and also in Divri Arishus and in the best of them, just like Bikurma brought from the best. Meaning that not only shouldn't Inyane Rishus have any importance and significance to a person because of the person's connection to Hashem and so they don't have any importance to them, and they have no significance, that's not enough. But rather that a person should be Mamshech Alakus in the physical things that they occupy themselves with in a permanent way. A person should be mamshech in them until one transforms them into kedusha mamish. Which through this, this avayda be mamshech a person fulfills the purpose of the intent of the creation of the world, which is la'asay slayis barech dir betachtainim.